Loud and Proud's Championship Podcast. Champ Pods brought to you by RD Credit Union and Defy Sports Apparel. Hello, it's another Sunday night and it's another Sunday night podcast on Loud and Proud. It's the freebie, it's the one you continually and will continue to get every Sunday night. It lays out the lie of the land, it goes through everything in detail. Um, and it's for free as well. The Patreon is still on the go. You get two extra Loud and Proud podcasts a week. This week we'll be looking ahead to Cork. And the Loud Miners as well. Um, and there's another team of the year still to come. We'll get into that. We'll get into Cork. Uh, but just um, thanks for all the people who are signing up and supporting me on Patreon. It's really great. It's I, I can't get over it. I'm shocked by it. I had a number in my head at the start. And uh, it's just blown me away. The interest in Loud football. Uh, it's really good, really good to hear. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's just, it, it'll cost you a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, if you, or a couple of cu- a couple of cups of tea if you drink tea. Um, so, please do sign up. It's great to get extra extra content and extra listening on Loud Football. You don't get it anywhere else, and uh, I'm delighted to do it as well. I love it. Um, so, yeah, before I explain my week on the Patreon podcast last week, I will. We'll have a chat. We'll have it. We'll have a chat, and we'll have a talk about um, Cork. We're playing on this Saturday, four o'clock in Park of Keeve. It's weird, actually, that it's got like there's an intercounty game to look forward to, and bizarrely, it feels like it's March all over again. I remember being in this exact same situation, thinking with the numbers rising and the whole lot going on before lockdown, we were supposed to go down to Cork. And you're trying to arrange a lift, you're trying to see what people are doing, is it going to be on, is it, what 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 way is it going to be played, and it's the exact same, exact same, is the game going to go ahead, you see the numbers that are rising this weekend, even today, Sunday, I heard numbers rising really rapidly in Cork, in UCC, a hospital down there, and it's just, it's just mad, like, um, I know we're in level 3 and elite sports can be played, but it's just, it's just crazy to think it's going ahead, and going on and happening because early last week it was uh, all GA activities are gone that was I think they were predicting level 5 so now you're kind of thinking right let's get organised let's get on to the Cork County Board and see what way they're going to be set up is there going to be seating available or is it all going to be in house game uh, is it going to be streamed is there going to be some sort of footage of it I don't know but uh, I'll definitely be down there uh, I don't know whether I'll be getting a train or a plane or going on my own or cycling down uh, isolating on my own in a bubble but um, yeah hope to, hope to get down there they did try earlier on in the week to get a neutral venue which is a great idea um, Kerry were looking for it as well not to no avail they want, I think they are playing Monaghan they wanted to play in a neutral venue so we go all the way down to Cork um, I don't know whether the neutral venue probably would have been Port Leash or maybe Port Leash don't want to put up their facilities either like you'd put the responsibility on them and um It'll be nice to go down to Park Kiev, like a, a beautiful stadium with no one in it. It'll be very eerie and funny, like it'll be, yeah, it'll be very bizarre. Um, but it'll be, uh, it'll be very interesting to see what way we play after the club season and all that as well. I'll get into that more in depth because I have names of players that have been called up, players that aren't there anymore. So that'll be that'll be during the week. I'll preview that. We'll preview that in the week during the week in the build up to it and um, we'll get to we'll, we'll get into the nitty gritty of 
Is it meaningless? Is this game like similar to Fermanagh? They'll be decimated with COVID. Um, they're playing Clare, and we're in a sort of situation where we're not fully gone. We're ninety-nine point eight percent gone. Still a point two percent chance that we can stay up. We're not mathematically gone yet. Um, Cork will want to win and, and get up uh, to guarantee their promotion, maybe at the top. Um, but yeah, so we're looking ahead to Cork. Will it go ahead? It more than likely, possibly, definitely will be going ahead. Um, I'll hopefully be down there. Um, please God. Um, we'll build up to it during the weekend here because it's exciting. Like There's a lot of players I could add to the Loud team that have performed well in the Championship. A lot of lads have been rewarded with call-ups. I've been attempted to call up. So it's great. Um, might get a chat with Wayne as well. And then the Loud Miners are playing Wexford this weekend as well in the Miners Championship. That's on on Saturday as well, I think. I don't know where the venue is yet. I think it's down for the Gaelic Aquarians, but I don't know. It could be Darfur as well. We will find out. I will update during the week as per usual. Right, so we get into the week that was last week on, on uh, Patreon. I did, um, I picked two teams in the championship so far. The intermediate team and then I did the senior team first. And uh, I suppose I'll, I'll explain the process the way I did it was I picked my first team, picked teams, uh, picked the team based on players that were outstanding, had an outstanding season. Just know yourself, you're picking your team in the championship, you pick your team in the championship. But what kind of happened was and transpired was I had so many players available there in the fold that um, I had enough to go for a second team. And it worked out nicely as well. It's nice to have a second team because it's players who are consistent performers but maybe not as uh, detrimental in, in game winners like you for example in tomorrow's podcast i'm going to release that monday um the layer perhaps suffer for being uh, a sound team or one of the teams of the championship um, but in terms of individuals they, they didn't uh, be the sum of their parts actually do you know what i'll give you that i'll give you a quick preview to that junior podcast right now Probably the most outstanding junior goalie this season and he's a big part to do with the good form this year and that's uh, David Anderson from the John Mitchells. Um, great player, great kick out. Now I knew he had that pedigree. Got a good look at him here a couple of times in the season. He had a nice couple of targets. He had a nice half-back line to pick out. He had, He's obviously James Clark in the middle of the field who can pluck the ball as well. He can go along to Trevor Matthews. And he finds his range with his kick-outs, but he, he, he has that shot-stopping ability from playing that underage soccer. And he showed it. He really showed it in the semi-final, pulling off a lot of saves to keep them in the game. That's what the goalie is there to do. And David Anderson, yeah, for me, definitely um, the grade's best goalie. Tough competition from David Brennan, from the Glide, Liam Callan, Dahi Woods, um, someone else there. I just can't get me. No, Eddie Carr from the Knicks, he did a spell in goals. Um, the Pierce's goalie, yeah, um, Adam Malloy. He was he was very good. I was very impressed with his kickouts. Um, really good range and picked them out as well. But you have to give it to Anderson. Really good player and gets the nodding goals in between the sticks. Right, so that's the junior. Um, and I continue to explain. It's really it's a really enjoyable thing to do. The standard was very high. It's, like, it's nice picking the teams. There's no perfect team. 
Uh, I'm not doing it for controversy or anything like that. I'm just picking teams that I thought of players that I thought played very well. It worked out well. He had a nice spread, um, and the whole lot. Like I'll get into another predicament I had in terms of the intermediate, which we're going to hear next. Um, like the uh, you're kind of torn in a couple of situations, like. The two deans, Conor Dean and Kieran Dean, outstanding championships, very vital cogs to the brides in their win in the championship. But it's nearly the consistency uh, rules them in a way because they don't have that outstanding performance, like, like say Emma Kirk in the final, and uh, whereas Kieran Dean might have put a body of work together that was quite solid. But it was probably the eye-catching performance of Kirk that gets in ahead of him, if you understand what I mean. Or even Lawrence Steen as well. Like, the Brides don't win the championship if Lawrence Steen's not playing sweeper. I know I did I did go through sweepers, um, the best sweeper of the championship in intermediate, because there's quite a few of them. Um, but, yeah, so... That's where you kind of predicament. That's where you kind of put a lot of thought process behind it. But um, we'll, hear, we'll hear now, actually. We'll get into the intermediate, and it's the, the team of full-backs. Um, right full back and it's the first of many Brides players that's Red Star on this po- podcast a couple of weeks ago that's Ronan Bailey really good cornerback really solid what you see is what you get um, does the tiresome jobs the man marking jobs he, he did a number on Dan McKeown in the final that kind of size on a match up really well played well and Stephen Kilcoyne in the semi-final just, be, just been a constant menace the whole season for any forward that goes in there, and when you have a really solid defence with Lawrence Dean in front of you, Killian Kirk beside you, and a good half back then, and players filtering in from the half back then, it's important to have a really good man marker to snuff out that real uh, attacking intent. And Bailey's done that, been, been very solid this year, and even improved this year, he's come on a ton. But then maybe if, he, if he's marking the likes of um, Kieran Herty, Emma Kirk, the two, the, uh, Kieran Dean. Um, maybe that's why he's coming on. He's marking those boys in training. Speaking of lads coming on, Killian Kirk makes the team at full-back. Uh, missed the season last year, and you can see the, the difference in in, Kilker, in the Brides this year, especially in that Kilkerley game. They missed him last year at that, that, that full-back. Like, such a pivotal position. Actually, this... Uh, Intermediate grade has thrown up a, f- a good few full backs, like a traditional solid mind the house uh, defence first. Although he did drive forward a couple of times in the final, uh, but he's probably trying to keep himself warm because he wasn't overly worked. Uh, but yeah, Killing Kirk's been just that calm and assuring presence around that full back line. Uh, old school, no nonsense, uh, no airs or graces, just goes about his work, does the job, happy to do so. Picks up, picked up the big man uh, shot. Um, for the Sean he's Crawley did well on him. Picked up Lennon in the final, done well on him. Um, just just torn the tide, just got the matchups right and torn the tide in his in his side's favour. And a real leader, more more than anything, real solid. Like um, like I know I can mention old school, but more traditional. Like uh, the, the, the everyone could kind of go off him or orbit off him. Like he he was always at the heart of the defence, in the right place at the right time. Strong under the high ball, we need to be, and just no nonsense as well. Can can rough it up as well when he wants. Uh, so yeah, probably the best full back in the grade uh, this season. Left full, uh, kind of played cornerback, kind of played full back uh, throughout the season. That's Niall McCabe. He uh, 
he did a really good job on, on Ryan Barnes and that just won them the game. Really, he had a job to do and carried it out, kept Barnes quiet, which was a surprise. But um, he was he, he, he's solid now, McCabe. He has been solid for for a long time. Um, I think he was in I think he was in traveling. I was in COVID bother at the start, trying to get home, and so to turn himself around. I think I suppose Eugene Judge would have tried to develop a fullback and David Lally, um, and I, Danny Bornell as well. But uh, Niall McCabe comes back in, maybe <coughs> maybe a bit of uh, training over the COVID. Uh, might have got him back up to speed, up to fitness, and he showed. Yeah, he was he's a quality footballer. Did a good job, and he did he did a good job in Lennon as well uh, in that semi final to a certain extent. Um, but he was kind of be, he was pulled out of that full back line to to Lennon to leave the space into inside that night for Dan McHugh. But now they've done well, done very well on him. Um, credit to him, good player, uh, has been for years. Right half back, so that's the full back line, Ronan Bailey, Killian Kirk and Niall McCabe. Don't think anyone will have too many qualms with that. Right, so that's intermediate. Uh, I suppose well, one basis of what helped me in um, in doing this was the Lou TV. You can look back, all the games are up there, so there's a catalogue of games you can look back on. And like I said earlier there, it's very enjoyable. Um, to look, go through it, and I, I pick two teams on the back of it. Uh, it. It's just good. It gives a nice spread. The spread of teams sometimes gives a good gauge and things like the Jocks, for example, have. Um, I think they mightn't have as many. Might they don't have the majority of players on the team that you think they would. Um, and then other teams that set the set the place alike get in there as well. Similar to even in junior, you have teams that emerge to have players on it, so it gives that sort of balance and spread, and it's it's good. So what else is there? Yeah, just that with that looking back with Lou TV, you get to see every game. And what happened in, is in the senior, you pick two teams. That's thirty players, and another twenty players, notable mentions, and it ends up you you have the top fifty players and the most, well maybe not top fifty players. There's other players in there as well that might not have good seasons or with teams that are on didn't go well for them. But you definitely what you end up having is the fifty most influential players in the championship this year. So I'll give you a quick listen to that now and then we we'll finish up. Speaking of gifted forwards, um full forward Samuel Rye. Um it's like it's no secret. This is Sam's team now. He has taken over the mantle from JP um, just outstanding year just played at his own pace the whole way the hat-trick in the quarter-final again the Gales at ease just pulling the strings lobbing the goalie and the Moctis and just the the, uh, the free-taking display in the final just did it all did a whole range of it stayed inside played that traditional full-forward role dipped there into the into the middle sector when he wanted played the half-forward line cutting in off the wing clipping points over the bar just Everything was at his pace, at his leisure. It was just like he, he was the player of the championship, no doubt about it. He's the full forward in this team, just brilliant, just just pure finisher. Um, yeah, no no doubts about it. Just Sam Rice full forward. There were no complaints from anyone around the county. Alongside him is... Uh so yes, that's the senior team. As a snippet to it. If you like that, if you're interested in that, or the junior, which is coming tomorrow, or the intermediate, sign up on Patreon, loud and proud, uh, 
patreon.com forward slash loud and proud sign up there it's about three or four euros i'm not fully sure how much the way it works out with the fat and all that but um yeah and you get to listen to all i think there's about 30 or 30 odd um podcasts there and other stuff as well bits and bobs on it as well so that that's where it is you get your two extra podcasts i've gone through the court game which i'll be going through in more detail this week um let me see that's it yeah thanks for supporting um thanks to uh rd credit union and the fly who, who are covering the camp championship covers with which is the um which is the teams of the year will still continue the junior team of the years being announced tomorrow and the second team not not controversial but there's a few big calls in it as well um but that's it that's a sample for it and um, thanks very much for listening mind yourself stay safe stay within your county don't be going over that mead border or into monaghan there or going north to nori or even across the border in armagh and um, stay in your county and we, we keep it going and i'll hopefully chat to you maybe if Larry are playing on saturday i might have the podcast on saturday coming down the road i'll probably do that podcast and have it out saturday night reaction from the game and then a ton more from it after. But um, thanks very much for tuning in to the Loud and Proud uh, podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, and oh, also, if you think that I've left out someone or if there's someone really omitted that should be in those teams of the year, let me know on social, on, on my Loud and Proud um, Facebook, Twitter pages, or even on Instagram as well. And uh, feel free to send in your team as well. I uh, love hearing that, all that cracking, going through it and maybe where I missed something or like to be like to be notified on it as well but that's all thanks very much and have a have a have a great week and i'll chat to you soon on and i'll chat to you during the week on the loud and proud patreon podcast bye She was red hot, I mean she was steaming And that 